welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Wellbrock, and just wanted to talk to you for a moment before the show. I'm very excited about today's episode. Uh, but this week I have been doing a podcast seminar, and wow, have I learned a lot. So going to be adding some amazing series. I had already, even before doing the seminar, uh, reached out to some healers here on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, where I live, and wanted to do a Healers of Hilton Head series. So that will be coming up um, along with some other series. Uh, and just adding some, just some more perks for listeners, for all of you. This show, again, continues to blossom globally, 114 countries now, and the top 2.5% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts, thanks to you. And I'm just giving you all big, giant hugs of gratitude. And so I just want to continue to offer even more healing strategies and um, ideas and options for you. So that's all coming along. I know I had talked about um, working with a previous podcast guest on some coaching services. So that's coming up. Just a lot of wonderful things in the works to, uh, to help all of you, whether you're a trauma warrior on your own healing journey or a trauma advocate helping others along their healing journeys. I just am going to start again offering um, even more resources to help you help you reach that place of healing. So, all right. Such a great episode coming up now. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. And my heart is happy today to have Lee Hurl with me. And I'm going to read an intro to you because it's just amazing. And I'm so excited for this conversation. Lee Hurl is a fiercely determined and energetic woman who is the founder of Meg Hart, a successful business owner, author, TEDx speaker, wife, and mother. Lee also had a painful secret, hiding it nearly destroyed her. Consumed by shame, self-doubt, and despair, it was only when she broke her silence that her broken heart began to heal. She realized how many people locked their painful secrets deep down inside, soldiering on in silence and never able to move on from traumatic experiences. The simple act of sharing her story set her free, so she decided to help others, founding Meg Hart. So welcome, Lee. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, my! I, I, we just were talking before I hit record that, mm. uh, yes, as, as many of my listeners know, I carried that secret and lots and lots of secrets, sadly, uh, yes. from my childhood into my 30s. I, I was in my late 30s when I finally said, it's time to set this free. And wow, did it start to resonate with friends and family when I, I put it out on social media. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, that's great. Well, look, can I tell you, I was in my 40s. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I said to a girlfriend, I need to tell you something. So mm, it can be, yes. Yes. Well, my mom, my mom, an alcoholic my entire childhood and in her 80s, I remember standing at the base of her hospital bed and saying, mom, I think it's time you start to heal your trauma. And she just opened up about horrific things she had been through as a child that I had and she was in her 80s so yes people carry it 
they carry these secrets they for far too it. long. Yes. So your work focuses, I mean, you offer a wonderful platform to help others yes. share their secrets. Yes. And that's why I created Meg Heart was to help people um, break their silence safely in a safe environment. And really it came from me keeping a very painful secret and what um, silenced me was I was riddled with shame and um, often it's the shame that silences us and, um, yeah, keeps us quiet. And so, I don't know, I think I want to explain secrets maybe a little bit to you if that's okay. So, um, yeah, so the Business School in Columbia did some research on secrets and they found that the average person has 13 secrets. So we all have secrets. But those secrets can be all different types of secrets. They can be innocent ones from our childhood when we we're naughty, smoking in behind the school gym, all sorts of things, But um, or an innocent holiday romance. But there are some secrets that weigh heavy on us and that even with the passing of time, they're not forgotten. And it's those secrets that weigh heavy on us that cause us the most damage. And how that occurs is by, it's not actually the secret itself, but it's how often the mind wanders to that secret. So mind wandering leads to rumination and rumination is the really the seeds for depression, anxiety, and even suicidal thoughts. And that's what's happened, what happened to me. And it wasn't until I finally broke my silence and said, confided in a really close girlfriend and said to her, I need to tell you something, that I started to really um, feel that weight lift and I started to shift the shame to where it belonged and then I started to um, make decisions I should have made a long time ago because I could think clearly. And I also had the support of people around me. And so that's how I started my healing journey. And once I got to a really good place, I started to look around and see so many people are suffering in silence, you know, and I just knew I needed to do something. So yeah, I, I love what you said about shift the shame. That yes. that's a really important part of this. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. And I can't stress it enough how damaging, and especially when there's a perpetrator. And this is the really important thing because often, especially perpetrators, how they operate is they put that shame guilt and fear they instill in you that's what keeps you silent yes and you should not carry those that shame should not be on your shoulders it's not your shame to bear it should be at the feet of the perpetrator and that's where it needs to be placed and but it takes so much courage to finally break your silence. So this is what I want to speak out about and reach people so they really understand and can see 
that until you break your silence, you can't even start your healing journey. You can't. You've, you know, you will just stay, um, you know, on that trauma roller coaster and you'll just keep going around and around. Um, so it's so important to take that first step and break your silence. Yes. Oh, I, I mean, I say it all the time, whether it's through writing, whether it's yep. through talking, whatever, whatever medium you decide to utilize, it, it, it's true mm-hmm. that it, there's just a weight. I remember the first time I put something out, it just, I could just feel just that weight just lift off of me. Lift. Exactly. And I also remember too, and this is what I like to tell people, because even for people who are those support people that haven't gone through these traumatic events, but someone comes to you and confides in you, it's really important to understand that when you've been living with this trauma, and for some people, it might have been recently, or for other people like yourself and myself, we've been carrying it for years. You are so consumed with these um, feelings and what have you that you can't think clearly. And as a support person, you might be able to see clearly and go, you need to leave that marriage. You need to get out. But for the person who's going through it, they, they can't see clearly until they start talking about it and breaking their silence because then they can start processing things. And it's really important for the support person not to fix, not to try and fix that person. It's really important to just sit and listen and be present and be there because when you you disempower them if you're trying to fix them, it's really, really important for them to be empowered and and they will get there, um, but it's they've got to go through a process to get there. Yes. And when they're empowered to make their own decisions, to make those choices that they need to make, that's when you start to see them on their healing journey, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. So I was just going to say what, what wise, wise words you're sharing right now, because <laughs> I know with my own children, oh, how I want to wave that magic wand and fix it and kiss their boo yes. and make it better, right? Yes. And, but and then- I have learned to say, you know what? I can't, I'm just going to sit and listen. And just mm. ask questions and say, well, you know, what are your plans? What, what, how do you yeah. want it to turn out? What do you think you can do? Like just to help guide them because they're yes. the ones that have to do it. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you've got to read our book, our first book, because it's a true story about Rose and Rose brings you in um, to that and really um, shows you the raw, true emotions of a parent struggling to save the life of her child and um, her realising. So what happens in the story is she discovers her um, daughter overdosed on sleeping tablets trying to end her life. And what she doesn't realise is that her daughter had been carrying a secret that had been tormenting her for years. And it's when they peel back the layers and uncover the secret that Rose really needs to learn 
that she can't fix her daughter. If anything, it's, you know, making it worse by her trying to fix her. So it's a really, yeah, wonderful story and great for any parents out there. Oh, wonderful. I'll put, I'll make sure to put links to it uh, so people can yes. Yes, purchase it. And there it is. Yay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I'll put that in show notes, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Great. Wonderful. Mm. So yes. yes, it's so important. And it's really hard as parents, we always go to fix it mode and um, it's very disempowering for your children, especially teenagers. So, yeah, yeah, we need to just be present and support them. Yes. So now can you share a little bit of your um, journey? Yes. Yep, definitely. So I was married young. I had three beautiful children and I um, discovered that my husband was leading another life. And I was, I have to take you back to my childhood. I was raised in a family where you don't bring any shame to the family. And it's all about what we look like and how we're perceived in society. And so I was riddled with shame, guilt and regret. And I was in fear of my children being ashamed and what it would do to them. And so I stayed, made the choice of staying silent. And what that did was really made me more vulnerable to the emotional abuse within the marriage. And It wasn't until I, well, I was spiralling down um, into the deep depression and suffering anxiety and it wasn't until I started having the suicidal thoughts that um, I realised I needed to break my silence Um, because I decided my children, even though I felt like the worst mother in the world and the worst person and the worst wife and that I didn't deserve love, I didn't deserve anything, um, I realised that my children deserve so much more. So I decided to break my silence and that's where my healing journey began. Beautiful. Well, I'm so sorry that you went through that, but... Kudos oh. to you for having yeah. the, the courage to break your silence and mm. um, doing that for your children. Yeah. I remember sitting in a therapist's office when my boys were teenagers with, with one of them. And the therapist said to me, why did you stay? And I said, I remember sobbing and saying, because I thought it was the loving thing to do. And yes. I thought I was doing the right thing by staying yes. and trying to make this image of a of what seemed you know the the beautiful house and the in the cute labrador dog and the in the little cul-de-sac community and i thought i was doing the right thing in that choice me too and it's funny if only i knew then what i know now children are so smart they see right. through it and 
you know, what kind of example was I leaving, you know, showing my children? And trauma is generational. We, if we don't deal with our trauma, we pass it on to our children. If we don't start to heal, we pass it down to them without even knowing we do. And it's so important. Um, and that's why, like, I started to do it. I was doing it. I was leading a bad example to my children. They could see their mother spiralling down. They, you know, I, I thought I was keeping things from them. But really, oh. I wasn't showing them how to <coughs> lead a healthy life, you right. know, because even children need to learn at some stage that we are going to go through traumatic, you know, stages in our life. Like there are things that happen in life and it's about showing them and leading by example and giving them the tools to be able to get through and heal. Yeah. And if we don't do it ourselves, how the hell can we show our children? Right. Well, and what you're, what you're saying is really about empowerment. I mean, yeah. yes, it's going to be difficult for them, but if you're empowering them, uh, mm. through what your example and through oh, guiding them and offering them um, ways to to make it through and deal with their trauma and process it I mean hugely empowering oh definitely and it, it, it's so important because um, unless we do that it's just going to keep going down generation to generation right you know and there's three three big things. Um, I call them the three pillars that underpin Meg Hart, which is you know based on why I founded Meg Hart. And one is to um, you know help people to break their silence safely. Um, two is to share their stories to inspire others to start their healing journey. And the third one is to publish those stories out to the world so that can ignite um, the conversations that lead to positive change. Because unless we know what's really going on, how can we change as a society? And I then even want to take it one step further. If we don't start um, talking about this and really um, helping people to break their silence, like how like we're going to stay in this um, spiral with a mental health pandemic that we're facing. I don't know about you guys. Well, I know it's globally, but here in Australia, our suicidal rates are just, ridiculous it's it's terrifying and unless we do something to change um, society where we can raise our children to speak their truth and not be silenced then I don't know how else we're going to start shifting things in the right direction oh I could not agree more and it's it's heartbreaking and sad and I mean mm. we're it I just said this morning, another report came across of a student athlete uh, suicide. And I just thought, mm. what is going on that so many young people who have yeah. such a bright future are taking their lives and feeling so hopeless? 
Yeah, it's absolutely shocking. And, you know, we also need to lift the lid, like in the book Carbon Under Pressure um, here in Australia, it lifts the lid on what's really going on in our mental health and our health system. Like, you know, she had to wait three months to get her daughter the help that she needed, and that was pre-COVID. We're talking, you know, several years ago before COVID. Now it's just, you know, blowing out. You know, I'm hearing reports that it's taking over 12 months. Oh, my gosh. To get treatment. Yes. Yeah, that's just unacceptable. I mean, truly, it's just unacceptable. Especially if you... You're struggling with mental health. You can't wait a year. No. And, you know, we, you know, it's very important. You know, we still, you know, have, you know, great medicines and medical teams and that there for cancer and all sorts of other diseases. But mental health is a disease. And it's just as important because it's killing our babies. It's killing all of us. So, yes, but what you're offering, and I love the idea, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with with your Meg Hart community, mm-hmm. people can share their stories anonymously, correct? Because I know yes. there's a big part of it that, again, that until we can shake loose of that shame part of it, it's scary to put it out there. Yes. So I knew when I'd healed... Um, or was in a really good place because I think you always continue to heal. Like I, I think it's just one big long journey. But um, when I got into a really good place, I knew I wanted to do something to help people because I could see so many others. And and it wasn't clear to me, but it wasn't until um, someone really close to me and, well, her name's Rose in the book, but until... Um, I stood by her and supported her in her healing journey because what she went through was horrific, Um, that I realised that um, Meg Hart needed to be created because Rose, um, she went through and, and was doing writing to heal, which is what I did. So I guided her with how I, the process I went through with healing and We'd written this beautiful story with her and went to said, you know, we really need to share this with the world. This needs to get out there. And so we got legal advice and the lawyer came back and said, you can do three things. You can either not tell the story or you can take parts in the story out because there's laws in Australia that forbid people to speak out, especially victims, or you can tell it under a pseudonym. And that's when I went, this is it. This is it. So we created Meg Hart and Meg Hart now is a platform for people to break their silence safely. Um, we've got a wonderful team of people on board. We've got a great lawyer as well um, as a writer. And so, and what we do is we help people safely break their silence, but we also plan to bring more of these stories, real and raw stories to the world. 
um, to help wake us all up and ignite those conversations. Beautiful. And what, again, what a huge gift of healing Mm -hmm. you're offering to to people. So we're actually in the process of turning Megheart into the Megheart Foundation. So it'll be a not-for-profit which we're so excited about. And we're also looking, um, we're designing writing to heal courses. Oh my God. So, which will be incredible, really, yeah, that we're able to offer to people. So watch this space. We're still in infancy, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to get there. Well, and this, so the the Healing Place podcast, I'm so excited, is in 112 countries now. So, yeah, which is so awesome. So, can people from all over the world? All over the world. Okay. All over the world. Yep. They just need to go to megheart.com and heart is spelled H E A R T. and just reach out to us, but and and even subscribe to the newsletter because that will keep everyone updated with um, uh, our newsletter. But also when we've finished finalising the writing to heal courses and things like that, so yeah, which would be great. Well, I know personally writing again, it was, if you yeah. look, if I, if I would pan the camera over to the corner, I'm going to do it just for my video people. Yeah. So my very messy office, but see the corner of my desk. Those are all journals. Yes. Those are journals. Oh, wow. So writing for me, I mean, it really is um, just cathartic and such a release. And now, now I'm making everybody dizzy watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one yeah. of the things for me, I don't know about you, but when I was still going through the trauma, I really struggled because um my therapist said to me, you need to write, you know, and so many people told me you need to write, Lee. And I would write, but I would find myself, I get really churned up and get um, become more traumatized. Like often it would trigger me. And so I really shunned away from it for quite a while, but it wasn't actually until I went through with a trauma psychologist Um, And she was absolutely incredible. And she gave me the tools um, to be able to help myself um, really get out of um, those difficult or those, those really traumatic feelings that would, you know, you know how they come in waves and just be all consuming. And it was when I did that, that I realized, okay, I can start to write. And so So what I started to do was I started to write, but I write from the heart. So when you write from the heart, your mind goes back to that event. And so it actually thinks you're in that traumatic event, which isn't so bad when you're ready because what you can do is make peace with that event and really. put it to bed like hug like I would go back to an event and I would actually hug myself that Lee and then set her free and it was like pulling out these thorns that had been in my side festered and infected 
And it was like pulling one out, eat one at a time and then letting them heal. And it was so therapeutic and it just, that's what really, really set my healing off and making peace with the past. Yeah, I love, I thank you for clarifying that you really do have to be ready and armed. Um, You've got to be armed and, and that's why we're taking the time to really master this course to make sure um that it will really help people wonderful safely yes Mm. right exactly exactly Mm. so who who's your target audience then everyone everyone (laughs) i love it and so many of my guests say that because truly who doesn't have a secret yeah it's non. it doesn't discriminate right seriously so it doesn't discriminate um and really we you know um I really would love to be able to get to a stage that we had corporate sponsorship to help um sponsor people on the courses that you know can't afford you know um, people that are really less fortunate so I've got lots of dreams but anyway (laughs) I'm right there with you I get it yeah yeah (laughs) There's so much possibility. Yes, exactly. So baby steps, though. Right, right. Mm. It'll happen. Rome wasn't built in a day. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, I know there was just another question that had popped into my head, and it's so, I know it was something that, oh, we talked about, or in the questions that I had sent you. um, So is there anything that you wanted to, like, I don't want to say challenge listeners, but but is there something like one sage piece of advice you would give them for starting to step down that journey? Um, yes, I would say, and I'm taking, I'm actually sitting here visualizing myself before I broke my silence. And I still remember it so vividly and I felt like I just couldn't. I felt like it was a mountain that I just couldn't even begin to climb. And if there's one thing I could say to people who are in that position, it is just climb the bloody thing because it's not going any, like you will stay with that mountain right in front of you. You will never be able to set yourself free from the trauma until you face it and you break your silence. And there's so many ways you can do that. And please, if you can't find a trusted friend, a colleague or a family member, even confide anonymously, but start to speak. Start to speak because that shame is not yours. It is not yours to bear and you need to let go of it and place it where it belongs. Yes, amen and hallelujah because <laughs> I'll say again, shifting that shame is... Mm-hmm just so needed to heal oh definitely yeah yeah Yeah. how do folks get in touch with you how do they connect with you 
Okay, so they can go to meghart.com and they can subscribe there to our newsletter so they can keep up to date and um, also with things that are happening with Meghart. But they can also follow us on Instagram at Meghart Author and also Facebook. Wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, this has just been so wonderful. And again, such beautiful words of wisdom. And um, thank you for for what you're offering to folks as they find the courage to, to share their stories and release it. Thank you so much. It's been such a privilege and I feel so blessed. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, again healing and hope Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right.